Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And welcome back to the second and last edition of the Garden Wise Show with your Garden Wise guys, Jim Borland and Keith Funk, right here on Legends 810. But before we go anywhere, the Garden Wise Wise Advice for the week. If you need to save room, you can cut your tennis balls in half and stack them. And that saves a lot of space. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty... Nifty thing to do. Oh, work for ping pong balls too. It does, and and curiously, basketballs. Oh, cool. Or you could drill holes in the bottom and then Soccer use them balls? as planters. Oh, oh, I like it. Yeah, NBA pots. There you go. All right, three zero three four seven seven two four seven three. That's the number to call. We have open lines right now, so you should be able to get in. And usually the second hour gets a little crowded, so don't dawdle. I don't like people dawdling. I don't think we should allow that on this show. What does that look like, by the way? Dawdling? Yeah. That's sort of like like uh, <clears throat> young animals gambling. Okay. Yeah. And how is that different than loitering? I think that's a misdemeanor. That's quite a bit different. I think that's a misdemeanor. <laughs> Hey, you want to check out our Facebook page? Things like, I have a picture of, of a scourge of starlings in my backyard. No. Yes, I do. And they pooped all over everything. <laughs> I mean, big time. Buckthorn poop. Ooh. Yeah. That's the worst kind. It was. Uh, there were like hundreds. Yeah. And then like a hundred robins came in and pushed them out. Or was it the other way around? I forget. And since then, haven't seen either one. One day. Of bathing and pooping. They're just passing through. <laughs> I guess so. You know, one of my favorite things to see on, on Facebook, though, is the uh, starling murmurations, mm -hmm. where they have literally <coughs> hundreds of thousands of birds, and they're just wheeling yep. and turning and doing all different <coughs> kinds of gyrations and as though they were just one organism in the yeah, sky. I know. It's weird to see. It's, it's mesmerizing. A mesmerizing murmuration. It is. The scourge is the ones that poop over your yard. That's when you call them scourge, not okay. a murmuration. I can only imagine what a murmuration would do to your yard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, and now you understand why we want you to call. <laughs> I know. And I don't know who in my neighborhood has a buckthorn. I'm not sure I've ever I've seen one anywhere. Somebody does. Somebody's hiding one somewhere. No, I guess. And also on Facebook page, you'll see, well, just a lot of fall color kinds of things. Uh, which is, you know, past now. But uh, it's the first time I've seen good fall color on my pawpaw. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it's just yellow, but I've never seen. It usually goes from green to brown. And uh, crabapple. I've never seen good color on crabapples before. 
They usually go green to brown. Not this year. Lots of oranges and reds in there. Unless they get frozen to the tree like they've had the past couple of years. And I have a picture of saguaros growing in Colorado. No, you don't. Yes, sir. Right at the Garden of the Gods, there's saguaros right outside their gift shop. They're not real. Well, they looked real. I went up and pinged them. And this rose arrangement that I mentioned last week at... Uh, that was pretty impressive. At, uh, where was I? Broadmoor. Broadmoor, thank you. Um, I, I would, that was mesmerizing, just sitting there and, and looking at that. And I'm sure people were coming and going and coming and going and coming and going. I didn't see anybody looking askance at that at all. They probably thought it was just a, you know, a plastic arrangement. No, these were real. Well, keep in mind, Jim, that that you and I look at the world through different eyes. We notice things <laughs> that are plant-related. I know. I often... Not everybody does. I drive home from various places, even from the show here. I'll probably take a different route home just to see what, who has what, mm-hmm. where. I know the direct routes. Well, you mentioned that when you're the broad, you were at the Broadmoor, you saw rhododendrons. Yes, how many people do you think that go to the Broadmoor on a daily basis even notice that? Zero. They even notice that it's a plant with large leaves that they don't know what it is yeah. and they have never seen it before. Zero. I, I suspect zero. Mm-hmm. Until they bloom in the spring. That's right. And that includes all the highfalutin people that go there, yeah. of which they have pictures of almost everybody. Yeah. And it's amazing to see this. I'll call it a rogues gallery <laughs> of headshots. Yeah. I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of pictures, and you go by them and say, I know all these people. And they're all labeled, so you know who they are. Yeah, they've been to your house for lunch, haven't they? Yeah, most or toured my garden. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we do have a caller. We still have open lines, so get your, get your, yeah, get devi- your dialing device out. Yeah, get your device out. Get her done. 303-477-2473, which is what Carrie did out in Westminster. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, question for you. Uh, we have already killed off one Wygela in the past, apparently by not taking very good care of it, and we replaced it again to this summer, uh, changed the location to where it's getting partial sun earlier in the day. Okay, and shade in the afternoon? And shade in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my question is, is that shade was provided by a tree. Uh Uh, And the tree has no leaves anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Neither does your Wygela. No, no, that's not true. Oh, really? It's hanging on to every leaf. And in fact, it appears like over even the past month, or to it has continued to grow. That's one of the problems with Wygelas here. Uh, they, they, they can be a little bit tricky, and they don't ever want to go dry. So winter watering is going to be absolutely essential for you for that plant. Well, uh, yeah, our, our irrigation system, uh, it's on a drip line uh, with two two-gallon emitters, and it's off now, obviously. We blew it out. Uh, and uh, I've been hand-watering uh, several gallons of water a couple of times a week here since we turned it off. Mm-hmm. But my question is, A, should I trim some of those really long branches back before we get snow? Do I need to rose-collar it? 
And what do I do about the fact that it is in full sun all winter long? It's going to be because of at least probably five, six hours a day. I wouldn't worry about that. Winter sun is very low angle, very um, much dimmer than what it would get in the middle of summer. So I wouldn't worry about the winter sun, especially having, you know, there's still branches on those trees. And that filters the light as well. Just, Just the branch shadows. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. I'd worry more about the watering. And it'll probably hold on to its leaves for quite a while yet because they're not terribly smart plants uh, in this climate. They, it's probably going to take a really hard freeze to get rid of those leaves. And as far as the long okay. branches, uh, I probably would just leave them up until springtime. They should that, be I mean, f- it, it, truly, it truly shot out probably a half a dozen that are a good foot to 18, 18 inches longer than the most of the books. Yeah, those are fairly flexible. I'm not sure I'd worry too much about it. If some of them break, then next spring is the time to prune it anyway. Oh, well, that totally works. Yeah. Oh, so actually, easy squeezy. It's right off the patio. Mm-hmm. It won't be a problem to be watering it during the the winter. Good. won't even have to put my snow boots on. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and then, uh, as long as I have you on, may I ask a question about another plant? Yeah. I, we have a, an older, probably been there, oh, we've been in this house, so probably 20 years, uh, a beautiful orange pyracanthus. I know it's not some people's favorite. I love the, the white flowers in the late spring, early summer, and I adore those orange berries oh, all yeah. over it. Uh-huh. It, it really is out of control. It is so large, uh, and I trim back enough along the walkway that it's near so that we're not scratching and scarring ourselves every time we walk along there. However, <clears throat> I, I think it's time to literally cut it down to size, but I don't know when and how to do that. Oh, you, can, can, do, you can do that in the spring, late winter, early spring. And you can take that plant down to almost to the ground. And it, okay. w- it will pop up with three to four feet of growth the very first summer after, the, after you prune it down. It's called rejuvenation pruning. Now, you'll, you'll lose the flowering for next year when, by doing that. And so you won't have any berries next fall. Um, but uh, I think I can handle that. Okay. But, yeah, you can well, really be brutal with pyracantha, and they'll come back with a vengeance. It, it really is a beautiful bush, and there have been times when I've had to, I just would get so angry because I'm pushing the lawnmower by there, and I'm wearing the scars for it, uh, and it's like, okay, I'm just going to chop these off, and literally by the time, I, it seemed like the next time I mowed the lawn a week or two later, they were back. Yep. Yeah. That's true. It's, 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 it's a beautiful bush if you can stand the, the thorns. It makes a great barrier hedge. If you the squirrels and birds love it, too. Yes. Keep, keep the kids and the neighbor's dog out of the yard. That's a good one. Ooh, maybe I'll have to plant more. Yes, and do take in mind, or do keep in mind just how wide they get. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I see almost everyone I see has been planted too close to something. But there's some dwarf varieties out now. Um, one that comes to mind, I think, is called Yukon Bell. But there's a, there's a number of dwarfer varieties out that don't get eight feet tall anymore. 
Well, it, it, you know, I, I grew up back east, and I like to see a little color in the fall and in the winter because I'm used to that. Mm-hmm. And um, and this with the orange berries and um, the glossy leaves that are are not quite as obnoxious as a holly are just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, it's I really a, well, they, and those berries hang on forever, and they're great for cutting to make arrangements at Thanksgiving and uh, you know, orange probably isn't a great Christmas color, but it's perfect for Thanksgiving. Absolutely. I've, I've got a uh, basket full of gourds, and that's exactly what I did. I, I cut a few of those off and just kind of put them in different places in there, and um, they do add a, just such a brilliant, tiny little sparkle of orange. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an underused well, plant here. Uh, I can understand why, because it is, <laughs> literally a, a thorny guy to get around so yeah, you know yeah. uh, but and and to trim it and then reach down in there with the the clippers you need to have on the the i have some leather garden type gloves <laughs> i call them my gauntlets that yes, go up uh-huh. to my elbows yes, yeah, yes a lot of people great. have those for pruning their roses Oh, see, I'm not a rose girl, so yeah. um, I didn't realize that. They use the same thing so. for going into pineapple plantations. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, well, not too I'll many pineapple plantations. <laughs> yeah, yeah not, I was going to say, uh, yeah, if I ever make it to Hawaii, I'll tuck them in the suitcase. Oh, well, so. I'm, I'm going here shortly. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to think about <laughs> checking out the garden center stores and see if anybody's got gauntlets. Do they have garden centers there? Yes. I would think uh, so. The city I'm think we're thinking of going to does have a garden. It's fantastic. They have stuff you've never would heard. Would you mind before. stopping by and Would you mind stopping by and picking me up on the way? <laughs> I've never been. Oh, you should go. Save your money. You got to go. It's at worth, least once. It's worth a trip. It yeah. really is. Yeah. It sounds marvelous. Enjoy your trip and thank you, gentlemen. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, thank same, you, Carrie. You too. Same to you as well. One of the places I intend on going, and I didn't go there for the first number of X number of trips we made to Hawaii. Why would I go to a hardware store? Home Depot mm-hmm. in this town that we're going to, and their garden center part of that. Oh, I bet it's wonderful. It's 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 it's, it's mouth dropping. Really, because you know we're all used to Home Depots and Lowe's garden centers around mm-hmm. here. It's like yeah, ho hum, meh, as you say. Yeah. <laughs> But there, I mean, the the racks are hanging, just dripping with with orchids mm-hmm. of every size and description. Well, they probably got orchid growers just down the street, <laughs> and they do. Yeah, and these large leaf tropical plants and and gingers and oh my, and tigers too. God, papayas and guavas. Yes, and hibiscus. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes and they can garden year round there. Well, of course. And they're stocked year-round, which makes it kind of fun to go any time of year. Mm-hmm. And it's, you just like, really? Really? <laughs> and, it, and it's just a Home Depot, folks. It's, it's you know, not, not a garden center, which you would expect to have more unusual things. Yeah. And the big garden center in this town, the Hilo is where we're going to, uh, has sm- a small display of plants. And those are marvelous, too, mind you. And, and lots of stuff, hardware, hard goods inside. It's like, yeah. really? Well, then then there's the farmer's markets where people bring oh. plants from their yards yes. to sell Yes, that you probably don't always find in a garden center anywhere. We were there one time. We just lucked out. We didn't plan this. But the 
big stadium they have in the town, a covered stadium. We had one of their plant shows. Oh, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. You you wanted you wanted one of everything they had. And they I'm had sure. hundreds of thousands of things. Yeah. Things I've never heard of before. Right. Genera that I, I couldn't even pronounce, let alone ever heard of them before. It's just unbelievable. You want to take picture after picture after picture. And I came back with, you know, like a hundred or more pictures. And what are you gonna do with those pictures? They're sitting on my computer. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll, I'll piddle them out on Facebook over the next couple of years. You could, you could print them and then glue them to a stake and put each stake into its own pot and put those out in your yard, and then you've got one of each. I could. <laughs> That's a lot of stakes, I want to tell you. <laughs> 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 and, of course, in just people's yards, you think that's enough. Oh, my. <clears throat> yeah, that's a different world there. It is. It really different is. world. All right. Well, speaking of different worlds, we're going to go out to Lakewood and say hello to Heather. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, gentlemen, and happy Thanksgiving, first of all. To you, too. Thank you. I have some geraniums I would like to overwinter and would like the best advice, especially because of a severe mold allergy. I can't really have them in the house. Uh, So could you just help me out here? Do you have an attached garage? Yes, that's probably where I would look at putting them and, and just encourage them to go dormant by not watering them or watering them very, very little. They'll look like warmed over death through the okay. winter. They'll look just horrible. Uh, but that's okay. You know, just as long as you can keep them, uh, the stems alive, the, the plant alive until next spring when you can set it back outside and then it'll take off again. Wonderful, because these are calliope large salmon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Syngenta flowers is the grower, apparently. Right. Yeah, that's a beautiful, that whole Calliope series. They've got a bunch of gorgeous colors. They do. Now, what happened to mine as summer progressed is these were salmon color. They turned more pink late summer, fall. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, will they revert back to being salmon, or is this one particularly a blend much of it is temperature related. It's uh, environmental. It okay. So the color can vary with temperatures. Cooler temperatures will create one color, usually more saturated, deeper, richer colors. Hot temperatures, uh, more faded colors. Okay, that explains it then, because these blossoms are just gorgeous. They're huge. Mm-hmm. The largest I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's, it's a nice series. I. Uh, they're really popular. Most garden centers will sell them. Um, I don't know how many how many colors they have out now. Probably at least a, a couple dozen. Okay. Well, these came from Nick's, and they they're really health, extremely healthy plants. Yeah. So I'm really pleased with them. So I do thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling this morning. Take care. Bye bye. I was just sitting here taking making a short list of plants that react to. In this case, cool night temperatures. Mm-hmm. And they seem to change their colors. The, the color that they were originally, it's still there. But the cold temperatures bring out other colors. The chrysanthemums, white ones, will turn pinkish. Mm-hmm. Um, carnations, white ones, will turn pinkish with really cool, almost cold temperatures. And I had another one, and I've already forgotten it. But there are a number of things that turn, that bring out pinks and uh, red colors. Oh, um, Christmas cactus. Your white ones oh, will yeah. turn pinkish if uh, your conditions are really 
cool or cold. Well, I've always noticed when you go up in the mountains during the summer to Vail or wherever, and all the planters, annual planters out in the street, um, the colors always seem far more vibrant. <coughs> and they I've are. always attributed that to cooler temperatures. Yep. Cooler night temperatures, sure. Yeah, yep. definitely. And th- it works the same way with orchids, uh, especially the newer, newer harlequin-type phalaenopsis with the spots all over them. Mm-hmm. And uh, different temperatures will create different spot concentrations on the flowers. They do with the petunias, too, the yeah. ones that are mm-hmm. spotted. Yeah. Uh, they react to temperature in terms of how much spots they have and how large the spots are. Exactly. I don't remember which way that goes. I think cooler. Cooler, cooler means cooler, more. More spots, yes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the, in, and your front porch probably doesn't have those cool temperatures in the middle of summer. Probably not. So. But we are blessed with cool nights here. And yes. even in the summer, it drops down <coughs> into the 60s. Where I grew up in Kansas, you'd have night temperatures that never drop below 90. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't laugh. Wasn't much different in western Pennsylvania either. And then you had the humidity to go with it, That's too. That's right. Air conditioning? <laughs> I'd have to think really hard about any place we could go that had air conditioning. I don't remember it being anywhere. You could stand in front of the refrigerated doors at the grocery store. Yeah. But uh, I, re- I remember when I was a kid, in the early 60s, my parents decided to build a house. Well, we lived in the basement Mm-hmm. for, I think, three, <coughs> maybe four years yeah, we, we did while too. we finished the upstairs. Yep. But basement was always nice and cool. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Ours was the same way. We lived in the basement for a while. And a lot of our neighbors did. Yep. And when we finally did move upstairs, we got a window air conditioner Ooh. for the family room. <laughs> family room only. <laughs> and then there were that we set up a series of fans to blow the cool air down the hall into the bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> like that made a difference. Yeah, really. <laughs> you might ask, why didn't you have swamp coolers? Well, too much humidity. Too much humidity. They don't work. Mm-mm. Nobody used swamp coolers in nope. Kansas. Nope. Still don't. The only people who did were the greenhouses. And there they're, was they're kind of marginal as to yeah. how effective they were. Mm-hmm. But it was better than nothing, so. Yeah. And you can't afford to mechanically air condition the greenhouse. And only the rich people had central air conditioning. <laughs> and more than one TV. By the way, they're not greenhouses anymore. Oh, yeah? They're CEAs. CEAs. Controlled Environment... Agriculture. Agriculture. I've read articles now in some of my trade magazines never mention the word greenhouse. <laughs> now it's all CEA. Yeah, it's just it's silliness. <laughs> it took me a while to, to learn, what are you talking about? There are a number of things that are new in, in uh, greenhouse CEA growing <laughs> that, <laughs> that wasn't there when I was doing my thing. Yeah. Oh, the technology <coughs> available now compared to yeah. even when we were in college is ridiculous. The advancements are phenomenal. And we need to advance to a break. We do. Let's take a break right now so we can get back and take more of your phone calls at this following number, 303-477-2473, right here on Legends 810. 
As a gardener, you already know that happy, healthy roots translate to happy, healthy plants. Unfortunately, not all potting mixes are created equal. And without a good soil environment for healthy root growth, your houseplants, herbs, and other potted plants are sentenced to a life of hard labor, or worse. That's why all gardeners need to know about Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix, the choice of professional nursery and greenhouse growers, a long-lasting all-purpose performer, Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix has everything necessary your plants need to thrive, including slow-release humates to promote healthy roots and vibrant, vigorous plants. When you want to know which product works best, find out what the experts use. Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix. Your plants will love you for it. Ask for Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix by name at your favorite independent garden center. Jared's Garden Center. Tagawa Gardens, Wilmore Nursery, and Nick's Garden Center. Be sure and tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. Is all this mild weather making it feel like the holidays can't possibly be just around the corner? Well, they are. So come give your holiday spirit a nudge at Tagawa Gardens. This is Luann Aiken, Tagawa's Garden Ambassador. Tagawa's is loaded with holiday spirit. Just step inside our indoor Christmas tree lot, breathe in that sweet pine fragrance, and find the perfect tree for your home or office. We'll have more than a thousand trees to choose from, all with fresh cuts and displayed in water. Once you've picked out just the right tree, we'll give it another fresh cut and bag it for the trip home. Our fresh greens and wreaths are in two. And next weekend, Friday through Sunday, is Tagawa's annual Shop Small Shop Local Sale. That's right, a sale before the holidays. Almost everything in stock, including most items in our gift shop and our Christmas trees, will be 20% off those three days only, next Thursday through next Sunday. Also next weekend, you can visit with local therapy and rescue animals as you shop for your Christmas trees. And it's a Colorado art show and sale. Find artists offering many one-of-a-kind works that will make excellent gifts. So come in for a big dose of holiday spirit at Tagawa's. We are your garden store and so much more. All right, they're pointing at me. That means we're back on the air right here on Legends 810, The Garden Wise Guys. Jim Borland and Keith Funk taking your phone calls. Right now we have one phone call. We're waiting for yet another to come in on the following phone, number 303-477-2473. And we're going to come up with a jingle for that someday. Someday? Yeah. If you have an idea for a jingle, send it to us. Yeah. Uh, right now we've got uh, Jingle and JT on the line. Good morning, JT. Good morning, gentlemen. You were speaking about uh, different temperatures. Uh, I recorded 17 degrees last Wednesday morning is the low that I've seen so far. So my question is, when do I have to install the rose collars? Are your roses leafless yet? Uh, some of them are losing them, but not totally, no. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that to me says that they're not completely dormant yet, so I would wait. You're really wanting to protect them from consistently low temperatures and dry, uh, dry air. So it, it may not be until sometime in late December, depending on how the weather goes. Okay. Leafless? Do all the leaves fall off the plants? <laughs> <laughs> not always. Yeah, pretty near. You want them to be as dormant as possible. Okay. But before the soil really freezes up and let me get into these oh, yeah. really yeah, cold yeah. days. And that's 
just put the collar around the base and fill it in with some tree leaves or something along that line. Is that correct? Tree leaves or straw that works. Hay will work. I don't. Well, I don't I've got recommend a big maple grass. Tree out in the yard, okay. so I've got about six big bags of of leaves that I've collected for them. There you go. Uh, okay. I don't recommend grass clippings. No, no, no. I, grass isn't growing. How would we get grass clippings now? Well, you have to plan for that, JT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the next time I mow the lawn, it's going to be with the 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 blade going on, but not collecting, and just put all of the leaves that are left on the lawn into the the top of the soil. Yep. 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 Crunch them all up. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, as they say where I came from, gobble, gobble, and eat the birds. So happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you, JT. You too. Okay. Bye now. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. It's time to, uh, it looks like it's time in my backyard to go over the yard with uh, the lawnmower like he was talking about and mulch all those leaves into the grass. Not a bad idea. It, uh, <clears throat> one of my in-laws did that, and they saved all their leaves and gave them to me. Really? Yep. Along with another neighbor, not really a neighbor, a neighbor of a neighbor, um, gave me 20 bags of pine needles. Ooh. <clears throat> Big bags. Big bags, yeah. Huh? Barely able to lift them. <laughs> so those have to go in, too. Oh, you know what I did yesterday? I spent one, two, three, four hours... Five hours, five hours watering just my backyard. I don't have a very big backyard, as you know. No. It took me five hours, and I used a sprinkler. I didn't hand water. I used no. a sprinkler, and it took five hours to adequately water that backyard. You put it on a timer? Yes. Yes. On my phone. Okay. My phone would go off, and I'd have to get up from watching TV. Oh. Go all the way down the stairs. Oh, Turn the water off. <clears throat> you can't drag it with a with a sprinkler on. Well, yeah. Well, but s- I like to step. I like to get closer, so that I can place the sprinkler <laughs> right where I want it. Okay, you're one of those. I am. <laughs> we drag them. Sprinkler on. Sprinkler on. Yeah. Yep. I used to have those. The, remember those um, cricket sprinklers? They're those yellow things that had the little legs that came out the side and then and, and you could hook them in series i do yes and they were called a cricket system yeah like a cricket phone i guess i don't know but those were really nice to have because y- you could put three or four of them in series and with a eight foot piece of hose in between each one and you could drag them all over the yard in s shapes and c shapes and yeah you could uh, i find that they didn't drag well because one or both or two out of the three would want to turn over <laughs> So you'd have to turn the water off and you know, position yeah. each one. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm beginning to think that the way to do this, instead of having to go back to the faucet every time, is to install an on-off valve halfway down the hose. You could do that. Or better yet, remotely. Remotely. Uh-huh. Ooh. And then get a, uh, get a robot to go move the sprinkler for me. Well, that would be even better. Uh, your dogs won't do it. No, they won't. The voles won't do it. But you can get automatic turn-off kind of devices you can put on your spigot. Mm-hmm. You can. And if they can do that, why can't you electrify it and then remote it? 
See, I just made some new words up here. It's, just, it's just another thing that'll break. <laughs> I know. And it'll take batteries. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what would we do without batteries? <clears throat> I Pr- try not to use batteries. Pr- print near everything we have in the, in the house anymore it runs on batteries. It does, yeah. I'm tired of them. I am, too. I'm just sick and tired and tired and sick of it. Well, why don't we go out and talk to Betsy at Jared's Garden Center? Oh, that Betsy. Yes, okay, Miss Betsy at Jared's Garden Center. Hello, Betsy. Hi, Betsy. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're, we're ducky. Is that what you're having for Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, no, we're having a turducken. A turducken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there's another word for putting all three of those inside of an octopus. Oh, no. I don't even want to try and scramble that one up. Turductopus? <laughs> Turductopus. That'll work. Okay. You're such a wordsmith. You'll come up with it. There you go. What's going on at Jared's? Oh, well, last night we had our um, our Christmas open house, or our holiday open house, and um, which was our first, you know, because of the pandemic last year, we we had to kind of pass on that, but... We were very pleased with the um, the turnout, and we had beautiful weather. Ordered it up perfect, and um, and now for the next two days, many of those um, specials that we offered last night are continuing today and tomorrow. All right. What can you give us some examples? Well, um, it's I'm not really sure everyone's going to slam Christmas and Thanksgiving in together this year, like many of them did last year. But um, I know that our fall decor and things Thanksgiving-ish mm-hmm. are, um, any, are up to 50% off. Okay. And um, because of the trucking situation, we have taken a lot of our Christmas trees early. So we have Christmas trees that people are actually coming to pick up this week. Uh, we have garland and greens if they want to bring that outdoor scent into the house earlier this year because yeah. a lot of times we wait until after Thanksgiving so our greens are here um, and garlands and since the weather's good a lot of that can be taken care of outside right now um, and there are other holiday specials that um, that escape my brain right now so I apologize <laughs> I haven't had enough coffee this morning <laughs> well that sounds good yeah, so you're getting all, all... really it's starting to look really festive. People drive into the parking lot, and, you know, the trees aren't up yet, so it looks really empty, like we're not even open, but you need to come into the Christmas wonderland. So It's all tarted up for the holidays, huh? It is. We are definitely tarted up, yes. Okay, good. Well, tell everybody where you're located, Betsy. Well, we are at 10500 West Bowles Avenue, which is two miles off of C470, um, and if you're driving around town, we're between Kipling and Sims in the southwest corner of the Denver metro area. And when you drive down uh, Bowles, you'll see them on the south side of the road, and it's the big red barn. It's a big red barn with the parking in the rear, and we do have ample parking. Lots of ample parking, and it's Lots free. Lots of ample parking. <laughs> it's free, too. That's nice. That's true. No charge. <laughs> no charge. <laughs> For now. For now, yes. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you, Betsy. We appreciate the call. Well, thanks for letting me uh, run a small spiel. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. <clears throat> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
All right. Jared's Nursery. It's one of the, I think our metro area, actually the whole Front Range really, is blessed with some of the nicest garden centers in the country. I would call them destination garden centers. So it doesn't really matter what part of the city you live in. These places like Jared's and Nick's and Tagawa's and Ector's and the flower bin up in Longmont and the tree farm, all these places, Fort Collins Nursery, these are all places that are worthwhile visiting at least once during the year. Mm -hmm. And if you're like me and Jim, <laughs> we're there entirely too often. Yeah. Now, some people go bar hopping. <clears throat> I go garden center hopping. It's just as well that we don't live close to any of them. <laughs> I mean, real close. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Anymore, to go anywhere in the metro area, you've got to drive for a while and run into construction. Yeah, or accidents. Or accidents. Or just slow drivers. Went down the other day, uh, West 20th. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> one stretch between Sheridan and Wadsworth, which is usually just straight open. No, I don't think there's any lights on there at all. Mm -hmm. Three stops, construction stops. Is that right? Detours oh. that led you to dead-end streets. <laughs> I mean, you finally catch on and say, all right, I'm going to ignore the detours nah, and yeah. find my own way. Okay. Well, this morning coming into the show at, what, 6.15 in the morning? On 225, mm -hmm. I was coming up in front of the dam. Yeah. An uh, accident had shut everything down. There were police and fire engines and all kinds of things shut everything down to two lanes. Yep. At 6.15 in the morning. Yep, you wonder, how does that happen? Oh, I have a good idea how that happens. Not enough coffee. Somebody shouldn't have been behind the wheel. <coughs> yeah, that's probably true, too. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, let's take our last break. We've got two people on the line, Joni and Phil. And let's take our last break right now, and then we can get back in a hurry and talk to them. So hurry up and go so you can get back right here on Legends 810. The elves at Jared's on West Bowles Avenue have converted the greenhouse and gift store into a delightful Christmas store. We are welcoming the Christmas season with an open house this weekend. Stop in to see the great gift and decor items available. Fresh wreaths and garland are in stock. In addition, you'll find beautiful locally grown poinsettias, plus Christmas cactus and Norfolk pine. While our focus is Christmas, we don't want to forget Thanksgiving. Come check out the fall decor available to make your Thanksgiving memorable for more than the food. Unlike the great food, these items can be used for many years to come. So come gobble them up at discounts of 25 and 50% off. Remaining pumpkins plus ornamental gourds are 70% off during the open house. There are only 35 shopping days left before Christmas. In our great gift shop, you can find something for almost anyone on your list. We have a great selection of unique items that you won't find anywhere else. Find something elegant, something whimsical, a white elephant gift, or a practical gift for yourself or someone on your list. As always, Jared's will have one of the best selections of fresh cut Christmas trees in the area. They are direct from the same growers we have used for years. If you need a large tree, be sure to reserve it. There will be a limited number of trees 10 feet and up. There is still a nationwide shortage of Christmas trees. If you need an 8 foot or larger, don't wait too long. By early December, there may not be any available. Jared's Nursery Gifts and Garden is located at 10500 West Bowles Avenue between Kipling and Sims. Open 7 days a week for your convenience. 
Store hours until Thanksgiving are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Jared's will be closed Thanksgiving Day. Hours will be 9 to 7 Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 weekends beginning November 26. Happy Thanksgiving to you, your family, and friends. Hope to see you soon. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 930. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. All right, we are back here on Legends 810, the Garden Wise Guys. Hey, I got something I did not know I found out. Hmm? Did you, do you know what the, the capital of Hungary is? N- not right off the top of my head. Uh, uh, it's, it's Budapest. Okay, uh, we all heard that makes that. sense. Did you know that one time in 1873 is when this happened, by the way, they were rival cities of Buda and Pest. Oh, really? Yeah. They united and formed the capital of Hungary. I thought that was cool. I didn't know that. Who knew? That's like Czechoslovakia that used to be now the Czech Republic mm-hmm. and Slovakia. It's separate. We're, we're separate. Yes. And they put them together and, and now they're we're sensitive separate about that too, by the way. Oh, I know. Well, they ever, <laughs> I think they always have been. <laughs> <laughs> I just know when I was there, when my wife and I were there a few years ago, it was like, <clears throat> you don't say Czechoslovakia. No. <laughs> and... And kind of, kind of similar, when you're in Florida and visiting one of the Disney places, it's not Disney World. They will all tell you this. Everybody who works there will correct you. Oh yeah. It is Walt Disney World. They're, hmm. they're very specific about that. Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World. Okay. So if you think you're going to Disney World? You're not. You're Never going been. To Walt Disney World. Never been. Have you been? Uh, I have, but reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be going back. All right. Well, let's get back out to the phones before we run out of time. And let's see. Who's up first? That's going to be Phil out in Thornton. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, gentlemen. What's going on with you today? Well, I've got two questions for you. I've got uh, a ton of roses in the backyard, like 52 plants. And I was told, uh, going online, that I should trim these things down uh, they've been in the ground for eight years now. Mm-hmm. That I should trim them down severely to um, anywhere from 12 to 18 inches from the ground. That would be in the spring. Yes. Not in the fall. Correct. And and yes, that is exactly right. Okay. And you want to wait. You, you want to wait until you start to see new growth pushing. And these this is this is directions for Colorado weather here. You want to see, wait until you see new growth pushing in the spring, which can be as late as mid to late April before you yep. do this. I, I would err on the side of doing it later rather than earlier. Okay. I always let them get the full leak before I trim any dead wood off of it, but uh, I was worried about the severity of the cut. How, uh, how, and I was told that uh, this is, should be done about every three to five years. I think it's to be done every year. It depends on what, what I, yeah, you could do it. I think it's preferably done every year. Okay. Yeah. Now, some of it does it's depend on the kind of rose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I've got, I've got Zephyrin, Showboats, uh, Blaze, uh, Glories. I got, I got a uh, menagerie of, uh, 
mostly red roses, and they're beautiful when they when they get everything trimmed up. Are they tea roses? Uh, all tea roses? Tea are they no, all tea no, roses? They're, they're, no, they're not. Oh, okay. Uh, like the Don Juans are not a tea rose. They're a, they're a great big guy. They're grandiflores. Um, yeah, so you'll have t- uh, teas, grandiflores, and florabundas. They can all uh, they should all be pruned annually in the spring. Remove all the thin, spindly stuff. And then cut your strongest canes back to about 18 inches to an outward-facing bud. Now, the, okay. the climbers, that's a, that's a different pruning method. Uh, climbers and ramblers are pruned differently than the tea roses. And trying to remember now. Help me out here, Jim. I'm having a I'm having. Well, a you want to leave and not, and not touch the canes of the, uh, both of those that grew last year. And these typically will be long canes, and they'll be green, and those you do not prune. Okay. And they may be. I got, I, I got some that are about 15 feet on my climbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are probably several-year-old canes, are they not? Uh, no, I trimmed them severely this uh, this spring, but uh, they're in a, in a place that they love, so they uh, they do uh, grow prolifically. Well, I would make sure you fasten them securely for the winter so that the snow doesn't break those canes up. Because that's where you're going to get your flowers this next year. <clears throat> Done already. Okay, good. My next question uh, regards my clematis. I've got to change the, the lattice on my uh, my adjoining fence to my neighbor. The lattice that's in there now is, is uh, pretty, pretty much shot. Yeah. Uh, but I've got to get those clematises down where I can get uh, get the new uh, new material onto the fence. Yeah, cut them down next spring, and they then they start greening up really quite early. So we're talking yeah, February. Yeah, February. You'll see them starting to push new <coughs> buds out. It, they're stupid that way. Uh, I know. That's the time to cut them back to about 18, 18 inches tall. Okay. Which should leave you lots of room then to pull out the old uh, trellis and put in a new one. Good enough. Thank you. All right. Anything, Anything else? else? Right. No, that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, a uh, it's a beautiful yard when it's uh, when everything is in its glory. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pretty proud of it. A lot of work, but it, uh, it is certainly a beautiful yard. Well, it's fun work, and I bet it really pays off. It sounds like you really enjoy it. I do. All right. Well, thanks for your call, Phil. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. And did you happen to watch the Adele special on TV? We recorded it, and we wanted to set that aside two hours to be able yeah. to just watch the we whole thing. We watched pieces of it, because I kind of like Adele and, mm-hmm. and her yeah. singing. I, I frankly don't care about the rest. But anyway... <laughs> She was she was interviewed by Oprah Winfrey oh, sure. at her house. Okay, uh, Oprah's house that is. Oprah's house. And okay. apparently, Oprah has a rose garden. Of course, she does. Acres of roses. She lives in Chicago, doesn't she? I think she lives everywhere. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell where she lived, All but right. behind her, she was under a pergola, and they were both chatting. And behind her was. Roses and roses and roses and roses. And they all appear to be pink or white. And no Japanese beetle, huh? <laughs> I didn't see one in sight. <laughs> now, that was not part of the program, of course. Sure. But there was reference made to the rose garden. I was like, oh, look at, look at, look at all those roses. And you know she's out there every day tending them. She is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's a maggot, you know. I mean, a magnet. <laughs> yes, she is. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump back out to the phones. We've got uh, is it is it Joni? Joni on the line right now. Good morning. Good morning. I love listening to your show. Well, thanks for giving us a call. How can we help you? 
Well, I've thought of two more questions while I was uh, waiting, but I might not get to them. The first one was the uh, Viking Aronia. I have a plant, and this is the first year that I, I moved it, and it's getting a little bit better sun and shade. Mm-hmm. And it's got fruit, but I don't know when to pick them. They're shriveled up now like they're dried up. What are you going to do with them? Eat them. Oh, you can you can harvest and eat them now if you want. Even when they look like prunes? Yeah. Yeah, you may want to reconstitute them with, with water. Or they'd be like aronia raisins. <laughs> they will. Are you going to eat yeah. them right off the bush, or are you going to make jelly or jam or something out of them? No, I put them in my oatmeal. Oh. You know there's some large seeds inside. Okay. And I, that wouldn't be my preference of putting on cereal, but that's up to you. So for eating them raw... You would spit out the seeds then? Yeah. I would. <laughs> Although as a kid, we ate grapes that had seeds in them, and we just swallowed them whole. But my mom told me that a grapevine would start growing in my stomach and come out my nose. <laughs> like, like watermelons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we would, we would squeeze the grape into our mouth and swallow the whole thing and yeah. throw away the, the, the covering. The skin? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what, what you I have do to do with, with muscadines. Days. Yeah, I've never had a muscadine. I uh, don't don't bother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and um, well, they're supposed to be good for you. The berries are supposed to be good for you. Mm-hmm. I think I think most berries are supposed to be good for you, except the poisonous ones. Yeah, I think I would. I I don't mind putting putting blueberries on my cereal, and they have seeds too, but they're really quite small. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, I, I was wondering about if, if this uh, drought lasts forever, would it be a good idea to take my pretty green lawn in the backyard and turn it into dog tough grass? Uh, is your lawn in full sun? Um, a lot of it is. Uh, the, lot, the lot of it that is would, would, uh, would grow dog tough. But if it's in shade, dog tough doesn't grow well in shade. Afternoon shade, part of it, and morning shade, another part of uh, it. It's not going to like that. It'll probably grow, but it won't. It won't perform very well. Uh, so just <clears throat> grin and bear it, water it, pay the bill. Yeah, I mean, even a, even a good year for us for moisture is only twelve inches of of moisture. So. We're compared to other parts of the country. We're in a perpetual drought. Okay. Well, our our last month water bill was pretty high watering. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking about that. And the last one that I thought of, I have a honey locust. I'm in Aurora. It's a city tree. I have two of them, and they're oozing this little sap-looking stuff on the bottom side of a lot of or the Actually, it's more the southwest side mm-hmm. of the branches, a lot of them, kind but of not a, all of them. Kind of an amber color? Um, yeah. And I called the city. They came out and looked, and they said it's from winter damage. When we had the cold snap suddenly for th- three winters in a row, 
it is a, it is a stress typically it is a stress response and a lot of times the stress is lack of water and we had a very very dry summer but that's why my water bill was high i water my trees good and um and how do you water your trees well the one of them is in the middle of my zero escape front yard that the city planned for me uh-huh so i have to water that even though the rest of the plants don't need water i still have to ru- it's a big tree probably two or three stories high and so i have to water it um around the drip line i just lay the hose out there and let it run for a while and sometimes i get one of those little rainbird yeah that waters good the low water things for a couple hours um well that's excellent and then i got a um on the the other one is on the other side of the driveway and there half of it's watered by the neighbor's grass and their grass looks really good and the other and it, the other half of it i have to it's under my my driveway and coming up on the other side of the driveway so i water that with the hose i let it just sit there and, and when i remember i move it and sometimes forget but um, <laughs> um I don't know what else to do for those trees. The city said they're not going to cut them down. They'll they'll be okay. They're not going to die. More what than likely, think? they'll be fine. They're just going to take a while to recover from that damage. Okay. In the meantime, a neighbor told me that she bugged the city until they cut hers down, and she's got other trees planted out there. So she said, and she works for a garden center, and she said, just plant another one for when yours gets bad and they do cut it down. So I did. I got a Kentucky coffee tree, uh, ex- espresso. Oh, yeah, that's a good and, one. And I planted it in the area where the roots are. It's not in the root zone okay. of either one yet. <laughs> so I guess they'll just have to be all three of them out there. And eventually this will be big and they'll have to go. That's my thought. Is that what you would it think too? Well, two or three stories tall is not that big for a honey locust. They can live for quite a long, long time. Okay. Uh, These were planted in 74, I believe. Yeah, so well, they were making 25, 40, between 40 and 50 years old. Yeah, they're at middle age, I'd yeah, say. They're young to middle age. Okay. But they can easily live to 100 years. Yes. Uh, well, I'll be dead by then, so I won't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. All right. Have a good Thanksgiving. You too, Joni. Bye-bye. Bye. Just because they can doesn't mean they will. That's true. That sort of explains a lot of things. Uh, the opposite is true with computers. Just because they can, they do. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you get updates on your computer. Mm-hmm. And it changes things. Oh, yeah. And you look at it and think, what is better about this? Well, the answer is nothing. Why did they change it? 
because they can. <laughs> I see that all the time. Yeah. Of course, you get a different answer if you could ever find someone to call. Good luck. I hear that. Hey, today is uh, National Peanut Butter Fudge Day today. That's good stuff. Peanut butter fudge. Yes, that is good stuff. I don't think I've ever had that. <clears throat> it's also push button phone day. Who's got those? Same people who have rotary phones. Oh, I guess so. And it's also use less stuff today. And you can interpret that any way you want. And one more day. It's national, this explains everything else, National Absurdity Day. <laughs> All right. That's well, all you I, heard it here. That's all I got. And we're running up to the end of the hour here. And uh, if you hurry, you might be able to get in and get a quick answer. So it would have to be a quick question, too. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I got fooled. I was at a big box store buying something else, some Christmas lights, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And I happened to walk by their plant section, which I always check out, their house plants. Mm-hmm. And they had this new shipment of succulents. And there was a beautiful batch of aloes that had a kind of a reddish-purple look to them. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's gorgeous. And I bought one. I got it home. It's dyed. I got fooled. <laughs> Are you with that, folks? I want to thank everybody for listening and participating in the show. If you've been fooled by a plant, why give us a call next week because you've saved up all your questions that you didn't get answered this week and bring them back to us. In the meantime, remember to keep your shovel sharp and be careful where you dibble. And if you missed this day's show, it'll be on tomorrow evening, Sunday, from 6 until 8 p.m., just as if we were actually here. So have a good weekend. I guess we got Thanksgiving is coming up. So happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>